Well, you did you did almost well. Um, I did well. Prosciutto and Pachuco, that was a really good <laughs> combination. Yeah. Like, if you think about it. Oh, God. With what he, what you do in my fridge? Cheese falling everywhere. Uh, VJ, Becky dropped cheese from my fridge. No, not the cheese. Yeah, she fucked up. She's fucking up my fridge. Shit in the bed over here. This is just, I don't know if she said it, but this is a vulgar uh, podcast. Welcome to Drunk Shakes. Today we're talking about Taming of the Shrew and how it's fucking terrible. And how it's misogynist as shit. Okay, so let's, before we get in, I think we should just discuss the, discuss what our drink and snack choices are for this, oh, yeah? for this fine day. And then we'll have Keaton summarize the play for us. That sounds great to me. VJ, what are you drinking right now? Well, I am drinking um, a shrew brew. Shrew brew. Um, which I believe came from our, our good friend Lydia. Uh, which is uh, whiskey, ginger beer, and a little bit of sour mix. Um, And I am also eating uh, some brie. Because uh, in hashtag Nigel with the brie. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Becca. And I'm enjoying some charcuterie uh, by honor of our friend Sam. Um, Pouring pouring this piece of chorizo out for uh, for poor cat. Didn't get to eat the meat <laughs> because of the patriarchy. Didn't get to eat a lot of things because of misogyny and patriarchy, but you know. We're going to talk about misogyny. We'll so get there. I'll get out of the misogyny We're so going to get there. Uh, we are also eating Brie on right. uh, Let's Talk About It. Flip sides. Ooh. Townhouse flip sides, yo. Really, See, I just really got these like it. wafer crackers that I found. See, that's I'm also, too fancy for me. Will you cut me a piece? I also have some well, uh, some fig jam, which has nothing to do snap. with jamming of the shrew, but it's delicious with brie on a cracker. Really great. We're fancy. You have you have fig jam. And then fig jam. And then over here, guys, uh, I have some white Kit Kats because cat. Her name's Catherine. Also, have you ever seen a woman of color play Catherine? I haven't. I also don't like chocolate, so. Also, Keaton doesn't like chocolate because he's a weirdo. Oh, thank you, sir. And that was suggested by... Follow-up question. Do you want a woman of color to play Catherine? No, Keaton and I were just talking about this earlier. Absolutely not. It would be really inappropriate. But it's just also... That's what I just thought about it when I was picking up the white Kit Kats because the whitest (laughs) food in the nation. Um, And that was suggested by our good friend, Kim. And then we have to do a really special shout-out to someone who we got none of these things from, but who <laughs> really, really went like all out for her for her drink and snack pairings. So Natalie, one of VJ's former roommates and really probably best friends. She's in the best friend we'll be tier, the, right? Who will be on the who will be on the podcast one day? Oh, believe me. Um, and her suggestion was guilty pleasures, like things you love. But like you don't like you hate that you really love them. And that's like amaretto sours. Does yours count? No, no not really. Uh, pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> I think uh, this counts. Flaming hot Cheetos, Funyuns. I did just have some Taco Bell, so I think that counts. And pork. I rides. know. I think the Taco Bell counts. I say that the Taco Bell counts as not your guilty pleasure. Not off to you, Natalie, with the Taco <laughs> Bell. All those fries were good. Oh, you got the nacho fries? Yes. yes girl. So, yes, Natalie, yes, those yes. nacho fries from Taco Bell, All absolutely. You. Like, I hate that I like them, but I like them. <laughs> we are drinking a screwdriver, which is essentially vodka and orange juice. However, However, the vodka we have is whipped cream vodka. 
Uh, I'm not going to say the brand, but Pinnacles, who are going to sponsor us. Hey. <laughs> what's up? Just looking for that uh, sweet, sweet It tastes sponsor. like a creamsicle. And uh, my voice can't find a natural tone. <laughs> and you like don't it know what to do with my voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the whole like food. thought what like the whole thought process behind it was like uh, mice like cheese. Get out. Cheese Get out. is made by milk. Get out. Cream is also made by milk. Get out. Driver. Get out. <laughs> Conversation Go over. Home. So Not I think it's started. time we introduce our first feature into the podcast, mm-hmm. which um I'm, I'm, I'm open to changing the name of this, but what I'm going to call the Canopsis, which is Keaton, Keaton's synopsis, synopsis of the play we're about to discuss. Love it. <laughs> so would you like to, uh, as you enjoy your brie, yeah. would you like to canopsize Taming of Absolutely. the Shrew? Mansplain sure. it to Man- us, if you will. Yes, please mansplain it to us. I will. I will regular explain it, okay? I'm just a man. Well, I mean, we are talking Shakespeare, so I wouldn't be surprised. I am a man, so like, fair play. Like, I get it, but like, I'm <laughs> Go for there. it. In the no, no, English... No. Co- no, no, no. You put that away. You tell me what you remember about Taming of the Shrew. Just so we all know, uh, Becky told me to put away my notes. And by my notes, I mean spark notes. So <laughs> it's not fair to, for us to both use the same stuff to research Got for. it? Got it? Got it? Oh, God. Okay, so there's a blank in my mind. Blank in your mind. All of it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. There's a guy named Christopher, or Christoph Sly. Christopher? Yes. He's what? about to get married. You're saying yes? What? Yeah. This is. This is Sly. True. Sly's about to get yes. married. Sly, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have Sly. you read the play? Yes, I did read the play. I would say, we are on the first page right now. <laughs> I am on the first page. There is a guy named Sly who's about to get married. Yes. At some point in the play, he gets married. Here's the no. thing. That's what I said. He doesn't get married. And then right. at some point in the play, his servants take his wife away. Oh, goodness. They bring him back. <laughs> this sounds like a true crime podcast now. They bring him back. Uh, uh, so, like, he does this thing where he says... That he's going to withhold things from his wife. <laughs> did he cheat? Almost. Did he cheat on his, on his, what is it? Cheat on yes, his lady. Yes, he did cheat on his lady. Cheat on his lady. You can go and ask him. Yes, he did. <laughs> Cheated on my baby. Cheated on my baby. You can go and ask him. Essentially, Which is, if um, you from... just listen to <laughs> Old Town Road, <laughs> truly listen to the lyrics... Then really you just understand an allegory, right? Taming of the Shrew. Of course. That's what Lil Nas X got when he read the play. But, Listen, right. Much I'm like Lil Nas, Petruchio was taking his horse down to Old Town Road. No, Petruchio! <laughs> Petruchio was taking Petruchio. an old, diseased horse like... down that road. <laughs> so, Keaton, tell us about Petruchio. <laughs> Petruchio, uh, he liked to eat uh, famous Italian cured meats. Like, um... Uh, Salami. It does it's take Genoa place salami. in Italy. Yeah, I know. It yeah, does. Know. I'm about to uh, eat a piece of salami. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's another cured meat that I can't remember the name of for some reason. Uh, because uh, probably this. I'm holding <laughs> up my beverage. <laughs> really? Uh, it starts with a P. Mm. Is it prosciutto? Prosciutto! Prosciutto essentially was named after prosciutto. Because of the light and, and and holiness that is prosciutto, you see that same aspects in Petruchio. 
uh-huh. and how he is, you can see through his veil. He has a veil a throughout veil. the whole thing. Correct. It's a yeah. veil. A veil of lies, a veil of deceit. The, lies and deceit, lies sure. Deceit. sure. It is correct. There, there is lots of lies and lots of deceit. Is <laughs> essentially prosciutto. Sure. Um, I'm out of drink. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to. Gonna... Po- welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's perfect. I have my second drink. Going for it. I'm still yeah. I'm right, I'm on. still halfway Come through on. number one, yeah. so they are lapping me right Should now. Should we have a drink counter? On but uh, but I've uh, I've also had a rough week, podcast family. Sorry, what? Say it again. I said I've also had a rough week, podcast family. That's fair. One of my best friends from out of town has been living in my house, and uh, <laughs> we've been drinking like we're 23. Which uh, sidebar oh. we're not. Um, I didn't realize that your back could hurt in this way. <laughs> my back hurts so bad. I don't even know what I did with. <laughs> But, like, I feel like my liver's trying to jump out of my body and go to safe land. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. The game was at 1130. Yeah. He missed the soccer game is what he's talking about. Yeah, your life has (laughs) been kind of crazy. Oh, I'm sorry that you missed the soccer game. That is what it is. It's okay. I didn't miss it, but the score is dumb. 4-0. I mean... Chelsea's got a lot of new... Are you you winning or losing? He... It's neither of them are his teams. I oh, love Keaton, the game. Keaton, you know I, I you know I have a hinge date coming with a dude whose picture that I liked was him holding the fucking Liverpool scarf over the stadium. Yeah. Uh, do you want facts? I, we can talk later, and I can give you facts about Liverpool. <laughs> Actually, it'll be. I think you should be honest you about and your love you for Liverpool. Are. It would be. It, you should be, but it would be three facts. If he mentions it, you can go. Yes, I know that. <laughs> in your hair that's not your hair or if you said oh i heard you like liverpool here's one fact i know <laughs> that's not they got second place okay that's not a fact you should bring up i mean they got second, second place, place to by who? one point it was eat really impressive breed. second place to who i purchased this whole breed eat my whole petruchio oh god all right guys eat my whole petruchio speaking of so uh keaton's synopsis uh was almost correct except for it all the ways that it was not <laughs> Um, my synopsis. There is a Christopher Sly. There is a Christopher Sly. I forgot about Christopher Sly. He doesn't get married. I took out everyone who didn't physically matter. That's the thing. Here's the thing, though, and this is why I think that that actually, it may matter, it may not, because, and we're going to talk about, because it's Taming of the Shrew, hashtag, the the me shrew of it all, if you will, and the fact that this play is just wall-to-wall misogyny. But, but because it is technically a play within a play, the actual action of Taming of the Shrew, Kat and Bianca and Petruchio and all of that, is a play that they are putting on as players for Christopher Sly, who they have, like, duped into thinking he's a lord. So, yeah, is it misogyny? Is it Shakespeare commenting on misogyny? Oh, is it both? So Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right, so we're there. I've brought us there already. <laughs> I've I've thrown down the well, gauntlet. Well, here's my thing: is I'm Let's going discuss. to go and explain this, and we'll talk about all of the things during, as well as after the explanation, because I know, like, I'm not going to be able to stay quiet about it. <laughs> I think we just have a conversation and we just see what happens. Well, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with how things start to go. So, beginning of the show. Uh, there's a couple of people who you'll know, a couple of people's names I have completely cut out because you don't need to know who they are. So Lucentio, pretty much a frat boy from Pisa, uh, overhears a conversation between some people, right? 
The, pers- the first person I'm going to talk about is Batista. From now on, I will call him dad because he really is just the dad. So, yeah. Uh, the dad is talking to two suitors of his daughters who are also there, Bianca and uh, Cat. Catherine. Pretty much. Catherine. Catherine. Girl, I call her Cat. You can call her Cat. You can call her Kate. Girl, whatever. Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat. Eat a Kit Cat. I'm going to call her Cat. <laughs> That's her name. She's a woman. Sure. Um, general deal is Bianca's awesome and Cat is bullshit now disclaimer for this play to not seriously offend you and be ridiculously misogynist you have to believe that Catherine is the biggest craziest bitch of all time like slapping children in the face as she walks down the street and like punting dogs over like mountains and shit like being super offensive towards people of other countries, things like that. In my opinion, how do you guys feel about that? I. Don't you don't know what's happening yet, right? <laughs> yes, Keaton. I would love you to actually tell me how you feel about that. I don't. I don't. I feel like I don't have to think she's the biggest bitch in the world that has to kill some children. I. Like, I just. I guys. just mean like in order for the rest of it to not be like, what the fuck. Well, here's the thing is, there's there's no world in which the rest of it isn't horrible. The question is just, are they all hard? Does does everyone suck in this play? (laughs) Or do some people suck more than others? I would argue... Everybody sucks I think everybody because sucks, there's yeah. no there's I no justification for what's going to happen. But she's also a terrible person. She ties she her sister up and she punches person. and she slaps her in the face. She does. She does punch poor. And Bianca's just like Listen, sweet and cute and little okay. and nice. But have you ever wanted to slap her sibling in the face? Oh, so much. But so tied that's, 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 that's it. There it is. It's not a good thing. Not a good have thing. I ever tied my sister up to slap <laughs> her in the face? No. I feel like when you tie what somebody up, that's just up? like. What? What if your sister wants to be tied up? What if she likes that shit? Well, that's just incestual at that point. Fair play. All right. Yeah, so there we go. I agree. I think that all of them are crappy, BJ. That's why we're really good friends. It's They're fine. all terrible it's people. Um, so also, this entire this entire play is predicated on a joke they're playing on a homeless man. True. So like literally everyone in this show is terrible. True. I haven't seen. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but I haven't seen many shows that like portray that as part of it they just go into the story as if taming of the shrew is taming of the shrew and it is um, what it is right. in most the, the the ones that are starting to because everybody's trying to try to reclaim the show mm-hmm. and see if they can make it less less anti-feminist and i'm not really sure you can <laughs> i don't think but you the can. way a lot of but but a lot of people are doing like all female productions of it yeah. and i've noticed that the ones of those all that female, i've seen cool. a lot of them keep christopher sly in oh. because then you can portray the, the misogyny is performative. Right. Because it's these people putting on a show about these shitty people. Yeah. The problem is, is that when this was written, you know that everybody's laughing about the jokes about the shitty people being shitty. So it's like, yeah. even if Shakespeare was trying to make a point about misogyny, it's still... Like these were still jokes. Yeah, and, and also people it's, laughed at them. It's and a weird. It kind of fell on deaf ears. Yeah, it's also a weird thing to get into because then you have to talk about the idea that like women weren't allowed to even be in these shows exactly. when these shows were written. So like all these female characters were written as men mm-hmm. playing women. It's weird. It is weird. It's too much. I think we should just definitely, put the show away. We'll definitely put the show away. <laughs> we'll definitely it's, have to it's do fine. like a minisode on like men who played women and well children actually because they were like 13 year old boys who played women um as well as tons of other stuff like going into christopher marlowe going into all of those things but for now we're gonna stick with this marlowe 
my baby but Chris for Marlo, today we're gonna him. stick with this bullshit show um which uh, life okay so uh the dad is like talking to those two guys right the two guys are trying to get with Bianca hardcore so dad is like look no one's gonna date Bianca until Kat gets married because she's a crazy bitch I don't want to deal with any of her shit anymore like stop looking at her until she's gone pretty much uh almost so yeah that's life. And then they decide to literally just fuck everything. Uh, this guy comes into town. His name's Petruchio. He's like, my guy. oh, I don't know. No, not I your guy. You not your guy. guy boo boo. He uh, decides to help them. Yes, help. By getting Kate. Like, by marrying her, but also by, like, for the money. Wooing her. It's, for, her for it's money. definitely for the money. Yes. So, the yeah. way he does it isn't great, but he does it to help it's, the family. Yeah, but not to help the family. He does it for the money. <laughs> Yeet, and I think in about 10 minutes, you're going to regret saying my All guy when we discuss what's about to happen So with the, so, with the kidnapping and the abuse and the starvation. And well, the- <laughs> we'll get to that. The kidnapping thing, too. Okay, so, uh, Petru- so like I said, Petruchio, he's going to go try to woo Kate. Catherine, cat, whatever. Um, the <laughs> other men decide to, in their own ways, go ahead and trick Bianca into falling love, falling in love with them before Cat is actually married. So two of them disguise themselves as tutors and go vie for Bianca's affection. Lucentio being one of them, the most important one. You'll find out later. Okay, cool. So then here's the deal. Petruchio like tries to Catherine, but she hates him, and she like beats him up and he like tries to call her demure and tries to tell her like she's like super sweet and stuff but really she's like get the fuck away from me and then when all of the dudes come back to to like see how he's doing he literally just lies to them and says that everything is fine and that Catherine's really a lovely wonderful like dove-like human while she's just with him but in reality that's not true at all and she hates the shit out of him so Petruchio's just like, we're getting married. Now, here's my thing. He's just like, we're getting married. And she doesn't say no. She, like, storms off, right? But she doesn't say no. So, like, my whole thing about this whole part of, like, Petruchio and Catherine get married and he's an asshole and he's wearing terrible clothes for the wedding and all this shit. And he's, like, proving himself to be an asshole why doesn't she say no? I mean, in Shakespearean time, yes, like, she couldn't say no. But at the same time, like, are we to believe that she might have, like, some weird self-esteem issue where she's like, well, I'm just going to go along with this? Or do we think this is all, like, mom, dad, drama bullshit? Well, I, well, 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 let's see. Well, she, she has to get married. Right. That's the goal. Especially if it's the goal of that time. It's like, you need to get married. Truth. Like, this is a thing that every woman needs to do. Right. Needs to be married to, to have worth. Yes. In yes, that yes, time. Yes. In that time. That's not what I say now. Just want to make sure everyone knows that. That's not what I'm believing. <laughs> okay? But just, you have Keaton to He just winked at me. I did wink because I want to make sure everyone Honestly knew. believes that women I have do, no worth unless they're That is not true. Can you not... Hi, my name is Keaton. <laughs> I do not believe that. Anyway, uh, so in her mind, no is not an option because someone is trying to marry her. The dad says yeah. that Bianca can't do what she wants to do because I need Catherine Marion. Catherine's, what you say is an old bitch. She, in... In the time. In the time. Huge 
fucking bitch. She's she's a bitch. But well, she, I think she's not. She but also, her her idea of saying no <laughs> is less likely to happen because of the need that to she be has married to and be married. married. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, though he looks like a bum at the wedding, though mm-hmm. he isn't in for the money, the idea of saying no is less of an option for her because who else is going to marry her at this point? I feel you on that, BJ. What do you think? Well, she also does. I mean, here's the thing: is we're talking about saying no no was not an option exactly she does she does in i want to say like right before the wedding she does talk about how she's complained about how she's being married off against her will yes um mm-hmm. and i believe and she her runs right, off right, the stage right, well, so and she is. runs off the stage crying yes so i think that we're we're also trying to judge a person based on agency that she didn't have very so, true <laughs> I just I think that in today's time when we're trying to like put Shakespeare into a modern era like Which there is would why have the show to should be, be retired real life but you would have to have some type of motivation and I think that might have something to do with it I don't know but anyway they get married and it sucks and everything about it sucks it's not great no. uh, so then Petruchio takes Cat back to his house right so during this time Cat's at his house. Lucentio. This is when the real fun begins. Well, I'm going to do the whole Lucentio-Bianca part because it's boring as hell. Lucentio convinces Bianca that she's in love with him and not the other two dudes. The other two dudes get super pissed off and uh, in pure Shakespeare fashion just go, oh, we're going to go marry hotter and richer bitches anyway, so whatever. That's just life. Uh, So Lucentio, who is still in disguise decides that he and Bianca are going to go off and have a secret wedding. So, boring cute. part. They're in love. It's cute. Get over <laughs> yourselves. Okay. So that part happens. They're secretly getting married. Uh, Petruchio, this is the fun part that Vijay's talking about. Uh, Petruchio takes Catherine back to his house, where he beats all of his servants and... Completely throws away all of the food that the servants have made for them. And he tells them all that, like, it's poisoned, that it's been sitting out forever, that the meat, the meat is burned and therefore will poison them if they eat it. So he throws, like, I imagine a roast onto the floor. (laughs) Kat is starving. She just got married, which is super fucking stressful. So she's hungry. And so then Petruchio explains to everybody us, the audience, that he's going to starve Catherine and deprive her of sleep until she is not a crazy bitch anymore. That's why you shouldn't like him. He's a terrible human being. Otherwise referred to as Stockholm Syndrome. Real life. So, all of this happens. It's been a couple of days. Petruchio then tells Catherine that they're going to go to her house and that he is going to buy them like very fancy clothes, right? To go back. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is finally getting better. But then he starts this game of, he starts saying things that are opposite. At like, it's the middle of the day. Oh, hey, look at the the moon. It's so bright and it's shining on us. And every time Kat tries to be like, no, bitch, you're a fucking weirdo. Like, what the fuck are you saying? He's like, okay, then we're not going on this trip. And then she finally gets the fact that, like, if she just goes along with everything he says and does everything that her husband wants her to do, that she'll get whatever she wants. So she starts just going along with everything Petruchio says. So then. Which is smart in this case because he's crazy. 
Yes, that is smart. Except yeah. for the fact that this is a terrible husband to have. It is a bad husband to have. <laughs> to be to be fair, but again, this goes back to the fact of like she needs to be married. Divorce is not an option. You're married to this man. True, true, true. Let me not lose my head. True. Let me true, go with what true. you're saying. She, yeah, he, yeah. He, I feel like he would kill her. I. I mean, it's it's pretty much in my opinion. It's it feels like. He's more of like a jokey trickster type guy. Like, I don't think he would kill her. He's like the fox in Fantastic Mr. Fox. What is that? Yes, the fun. Oh, man. That's another what one we're going to have to watch. About? Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's like the like the George Clooney character in Oceans. I like him. Like, tricky. Like, it's tricky, but he's cute and he's yeah, tricky. Back to the Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> it's a great movie. Okay. We'll watch it someday. Also, talk. George I'm Clooney. Um, so, what happens is they go back to the house of Kat and Bianca, um, and they find out, everyone finds out, that Kat, not Kat, whoop, whoop, everyone finds out that Bianca and Lucintio uh, got married, because they announced it to everyone. The whole disguise thing is now mute. It's no longer a thing. Oh, yeah, you skipped over, like, the times where, like, there was, like, a scene where six different people... We're pretending to be somebody mm-hmm. else. There's a lot of disguises exactly. in this whole thing. Yeah, just, There's too much. Just a disclaimer. I am taking out everything where you would have to know like 18 people's names. So pretty much. Uh, and they're all pretending to be different 18 people. Real so. life, they're all pretending to be 18 other people. It does get a little confusing, but I feel like as long as you know the general storyline, like you'll be fine. So uh, they're all having a dinner for like the reception of the wedding. And this is coming to the end of the show. It's the fifth act. It's like the last scene. And pretty much all of the men are outside. All the women are inside. And the men are talking about, um, the, the men are all talking about who has the most obedient wife. Right. And now all of these dudes, they're at Kat's house. They're all like, you know, like locker room talk. Yeah. Which is what locker you do. Room who talk. has the most obedient wife? Whose wife is most obedient? Is that, is that a conversation that has, has anyone ever had that conversation? Who has the most obedient wife? I, I never once looked to be like, how's your girlfriend? She obedient? She behaves? <laughs> well, she I good? mean, she did on my baby. You can go and ask her. I would that's, ask him. And I would say that's the, that's saying like that's my not, wife is so okay, obedient. Okay. We got to stop throwing old time road on the bus here. Cause that's a great song. <laughs> Um, I mean, who's throwing it under the road? This have is how people BJ, live their actual lives. Have you and BJ ever talked about who has the most obedient partner? No. This is not... No. I mean... I don't no. believe so. BJ just said, I mean, I feel like you've had conversations to be like, Augustus is so... Augustus, Augustus is my husband. husband. <laughs> Augustus, Augustus is my, so well. is my husband. <laughs> he... <laughs> I feel like women are only having the opposite conversation. <laughs> Once had a conversation and be like, my girlfriend's obedient. Who's, no. Who's is having that this conversation? Is the people who are having this conversation are men in the 1500s who uh, all have super obedient wives. I or they think, so they think. In the group that's been like, well, we think, that's to, also, I, I mean, much like if anyone watches The Crown, which you should if you don't, but in the first season of The Crown, there's a whole thing, which may or may not be true, who knows, about uh, oh, Philip and Elizabeth getting married and how he made a big deal about wanting to keep love, honor, and obey in the vows, even though, here's the thing, how ridiculous is it when your wife is going to be queen that you insist that she's going to obey you as a husband? Mm-hmm. But this idea of obedience, it's not it's a very traditionally, like this is, this is, I think, the this really is the, like, 
old school male equivalent of like, I don't know. Keaton, what do you guys talk about when you talk about your girlfriend? Yeah, like, what do you talk about? We don't. I don't fucking call people and be like, yo, I feel like that's pretty we accurate. Move the fuck on about talking about other things like <laughs> sports and anything else. Yeah. Like, I don't sit. See, here's the thing I don't sit and have conversations about my girlfriend. I ask, how is she? She's good? That's good. What have you done recently with her? Oh, that's cool. Let's move on to another topic. Like, that's it. Like, you don't I'm throw a party where you have a contest? No. Like, I go to, I you don't, don't throw a party where you have okay. a contest to see whose wife is most obedient? <laughs> no. Actually, when guys talk around, like, I have a group of guys. Uh, they're related to a TV show that involves animals. We're not going to talk about what kind of animals. But, like, we don't talk about each other's girlfriend. We talk about other things and shenanigans. Are you talking about that show, The Island Show? No, we're talking about that <laughs> show that involves, like, like, Master Splinter would be a person in that yes. show. Yes. I don't want to name, name, name the show because I don't want to call out my boys. <laughs> I know exactly but, what you're talking about. So you like, and the boys. The, re- the reptiles. The sure. Reptiles, amphibians. Me and the amphibians. No, the reptiles. The reptiles. Me and the reptiles. Whatever. We, we don't talk about each other's significant others. We talk about other things. We mention it. We like. Do you hey, not talk about your significant? Oh, no, we're not going to get into that. No, Let's we're not. move we're on. Talk about Let's it, move on. Okay? We're going to move on. I don't even know what you were talking about. So we, we just talk about we talk about that for like a small second. And we fucking talk about life. Then you talk, talk about, about life things. because your but life I've isn't about once, women. Oh, but like even if we do mention the women in our lives, I don't go. Is she obedient? How <laughs> obedient is she on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> I will give you $15 if you do that in your next conversation. You're also not marrying someone and, like, gaining 30 heads of goats, so. I fucking wish I did, man. Right, goats, man. I will eat all the goat. Curry goat is so good, my (laughs) guy. Barbados. If someone gave me some curry goat in exchange for a wife. Oh, my (laughs) God. You guys, Keaton is actually from Bar- from Barbados, so like, don't right, so don't be weird. Listen. Okay, anyway, moving on. So yes, lot, the men are outside, out. the women are right. inside. The men are talking about who has the most obedient wife. So they make a bet, <laughs> and one by oh my god, so many goats. They make a bet, and one by one, they have the servant call for their wife, meaning go inside, <laughs> get my wife. Tell us she needs to come here. Uh, And one by one, every single one of the women pretty much says, go fuck yourself. As they should. Except for Catherine. Because she's she's the most obedient one. Catherine comes outside and everyone is very surprised because Catherine, upon leaving, was still a crazy bitch in their eyes. So then... Petruchio tells Catherine to go back inside and go get all of their wives because one act of obedience wasn't enough. So she goes back inside. She gets everybody. Petruchio tells her that she has to say an elaborate speech about obedience to your own husband. She then gives this great, I wouldn't say great. It's not great. 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 Great is not the (laughs) word I meant to say. I'm, I'm feeling it. I feel nice. You feel nice? Uh, so, uh, she gives this eloquent, that's the word I mean, like eloquent, long, not necessary speech about being obedient to your husband. Generally, when I see this in shows, the shows I've been a part of and stuff like that, this speech is like kind of like it's said and she's pretty much like looking at Petruchio the whole time and it's like being obedient, blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's supposed to be like, 
okay, cool, they get each other now kind of deal. So after she gives the speech, everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, that's so crazy. Why is she not a crazy bitch anymore? Meanwhile, Petruchio and Kat go off to bed, quote unquote, meaning they're going to do it. So, uh... And that in and in that instance, he has tamed the shrew. That's the general synopsis of the play. Okay, that was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's summarize this play. Much, I got it. Uh, much more quickly. I got Stockholm it. syndrome at work. <laughs> summarize this play. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Um, men are dicks. Men are dicks. But that's not the that's not what Shakespeare wanted you to get out of this play. Shakespeare. No, at the time, that's just men. That's just men. Yeah, and that's the thing is that this. I think VJ puts this. Here's very the thing. Well I don't actually know that that wasn't what he was trying. I it, think he was trying to say ooh. that people are dicks. I you actually really do. do think you the really do the show believe that? Is that people are dicks? I think that because it was written in you know Elizabethan times, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. still super. I mean, I still think this show needs to be retired because it is inherently. Say, it doesn't hold there's up. There's no way to. It's inherently misogynistic, yeah. but I do actually think because it's so so bad, and you've if you've read any of other, any other of Shakespeare's comedies, even the tragedies, but like especially the comedies, this is such an exaggerated, uh, like trope of like a, of what marriage was back then. Very real. That I do I do think it was a little bit intentional, but it's also a product of its time. And in its time, men were trash. Men were trash. I know it's hard to imagine that today. <laughs> but yeah, men were... It's, it's, Agreed. It's just what it was. I think Shakespeare was the, was the OG hipster. I absolutely think he was. That's I think fair. the fact that he had the guy who fell asleep... That, that Christopher Sly, like falls asleep in the middle of the play because he doesn't get it is absolutely a jab at the fact that he felt like he was like oh my audiences aren't gonna get this they're just gonna think i'm playing on one level i guess you're but right i'm playing on all these other levels i also I've do really think that it, it that is way. i i still think it's trash and mm -hmm. i really think that there's no i i think that a lot of people who are smarter and better at theater than i am have spent a lot of time trying to work their way out of how to make this show less garbage. So and I true. I don't think there's a way to do it. There's not. I just don't think there's a way to do it because you can't. Um, even not even just it's it really just is a game of who sucks the most. Right. Cat. Uh, abused, but also like was horrible to her. Was sister. horrible to her sister and, and did and also does and granted. This later turns out to be warranted, but punches Petruchio in the face when she meets she does. Him. She does. She does not Which like you know, that motherfucker in retrospect, at all. Jim, um, dad, dad who is super, super protective of Bianca, but basically sells Cat yeah. to the highest bidder, and it's then okay. ultimately sells Bianca because when he's deciding who Bianca's going to marry, it's based entirely on. Who can give him the most money? Accurate. The entire time. And it ends up being... And even all, like, of Bianca's suitors, it's this weird, like... I don't know how to describe It's almost like, you know, this weird, like, bro convergence where they're sort of all working together to try to get Kat married so that each of them could have a chance to bang her. And isn't it's that weird. so disgusting? Like, it is. It's like this weird, like friend group of dudes that are all trying to bang the same girl 
But they all find solace in that, and then they all hate each other afterwards. Like, like that's not hate, because they all go to that same party at the end. But still, it's just, like, gross. It's like, why don't you just, I don't know, be a nice guy. Buy her some fucking flowers <laughs> and shit. I do, but here's my thing. I do think it's kind of cute and romantic that, like, Lucintio is like, oh, I'm your... I'm your tutor. Oh, but by the way, I'm actually in love with you because I know nothing about Latin. That's also one of my favorite parts of this play is when Lucentio pretends to know Latin and has no fucking clue what he's talking about. But do you think your opinions are based I on don't know. you, how you've been raised and how you live your life now? I mean, of course. Like, that's how everyone's opinions are based. Right. So at some point, somewhere in this world, someone thinks this play is great. Isn't that yeah. fucked up, though? It's interesting. Isn't that crazy? I think that's fun. Hmm. I think it's funky. It's fun. No, that is true. And I also think that that's sort of why it needs to be retired. Because somewhere out there, there's a high school that's doing a production of this show. Mm-hmm. And people are watching it going, you know what? You're right. All women want is to be controlled. <laughs> or they don't look at it that way. They look at it differently. Or there's a movie that came out in the frickin' 90s that says literally the same thing and there are people going, oh, you know, I don't see any problem. He just tricked her into being less of a bitch. That's the the other thing is I feel like we romanticize gaslighting too much. And I love that movie, but like, I love it as a teenage me. What are you talking about? (laughs) I say, I think we romanticize gaslighting too much. Oh, I agree. For sure. Oh, Moonlight's a great movie. (laughs) Moonlight is a great movie. I'm eating the brie. I am also eating brie. Who else is? Who else is? Are you? Hope you're having brie out there listening. <laughs> yeah, like in the '90s, a lot of these movies, guys, that we're gonna watch are just like that. Like, yeah. it's it's a lot of lying to women. It's a lot of because you're right. Like Shakespeare in these days, it does not hold up. Something that was insanely People romantic. falling in love through trickery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time. Look at Friends. Look at, you know, look at sitcom comedy. A lot of it is that. Right, right. I'm going to say I've never really seen it. Oh, my God. If you guys want to see us do a series, we will never do this. If you want to see us do a series based on Friends. If you want to do a series based on things Keen hasn't seen, because I haven't seen half of the things that both of you have seen. I cannot wait for you to see this movie. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of Drunk Sheik's podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, follow, whatever your little heart desires. Next week, check out our episode where we watch 10 Things I Hate About You and talk through the entire thing because we're Shwaysy Face. Hope you had a great time. Hope to catch you listening soon. Later.